Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Kids are raising godly things, godly schools homeschool, our schools, all kind of stuff, whatever. The minute they head out into the wild, parties, drunken, pregnant, drugs. How in the world did that happen? They never took what mom and dad had and put it purposely in their heart. Let me tell you, junior high, senior high, college, careful. It's been repeated since this day and it continues to repeat today. You have to take a personal stand yourself. There is no God in heaven that will leave you if you'll stand for him. Have you taken a personal stand for Christ in your life? There's no one greater to follow than the God of the universe. Today, Pastor Mark will warn listeners of the dangers this world brings for a person who is not in tune with Christ. Satan will use every opportunity he gets to distract and deter you from the path of salvation. God, meanwhile, wants what's best for you and has promised to strengthen you. The risk you take of doing life without God is much worse than the risk of doing life with Him. Be bold in your faith. Choose to follow Him in His path for you today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel as he begins part two of his message, Living on Purpose. When you read what Daniel's just done, how can we apply that to us? It's a big deal. Here's what I want you to write all over campuses. Take a look. Taking a stand for God requires knowing and obeying the Bible. How about mixed marriages? How about homosexuality? How about living together before you marry? Does the Bible say anything about any of that? Of course, that's not negative. That's God protecting us from stupidity. But people are afraid to do what? To take a sand. So the key, why do we teach the Bible? So you know, when you see that word, if I'm going to take a stand, I have to know what the Bible says to be able to stand for it. This relationship with God is not about rules and regulations. It's about the living word of God. And that's what we're studying tonight. It's the living word of God. Amen. Now, here's the big part. When did Daniel purpose in his heart he wouldn't do it? Well, to be honest, long before this temptation came, he decided in his life, probably no doubt, as they were being taken to Babylon. See, Daniel was raised by godly parents. And maybe his parents maybe even sat down with him, son, 
you're going in the first deportation. Remember what God's taught us. You can't turn to the right. You can't turn to the left. You have to follow God wholeheartedly. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see, he would have been indoctrinated with the word of God. And as he got there, he didn't have to sit down and go, do you have a lobster on that table? By the way, lobster is not kosher. Shame on all. No, just relax. Go to Olive Tree, Olive Garden instead of the Red Lobster. Okay, here we go. Long before he'd made a decision. Now here's the key. Trying to make a decision when you're in the middle of facing the temptation, it's too late. There isn't a person here that doesn't understand that truth. When you look back at something and you say, what was wrong? What was I thinking? We gave in because we didn't purpose in our heart ahead of time. When do you purpose in your heart ahead of time? That's our quiet time. That's our quiet time. And for us today as Christians, it's all day long because the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Whoa, 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 time out. But we ignore it because it looks pretty good right there. And away we go. And so we have to be careful. You understand, some of you tonight are suffering right now because you failed to make that decision before you face the temptation. You see, I remember as a teenager, kids, if you get in the back seat with a girlfriend, you better make some decision before you get in the back seat. Because a few months later, guess what you are? A mom and dad. Now that's not funny, that's true. In a million different ways. And so understand, trying to make that decision, it's simply too late. So this brings us to the principle of first. Write it down tonight. Purpose, resolve, is from the principle of first. Before facing temptations, I have to understand what comes first. Just pick your finger right there, if you will, and flip back with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Now, here's what Jesus says. Matthew 6, 33. But seek, tell me, first. Come on, again, here we go. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Now, why that reverse? Because we seek all these things, and if God blesses us, thank you very much. No, no, it goes the other way. You put God first, and his favor will be on you. It will just be there. And I could tell you story after story after story after story in these last nine weeks of understanding that principle and God having to do another work in my heart. You think you understand it? Let's go through it again. Now, the decisions we make today turn around and make us tomorrow. And if I'm not putting God first, then I'm in trouble. If I put God first, things go well for us. Not perfect. You'll see when the guys are in the fiery furnace, 
God delivered them. Wow. But then you read Hebrews chapter 11. Those people put God first. But God didn't deliver them. Except when they died and they're in heaven today. You see, it's a whole different perspective. Now, if we don't put God first, if we put ourselves, other things first, we're going to suffer the consequences. This is why the nation of Judah is in Babylonia. Captivity, seven, zero years. They refuse to put God first in everyday things of their life, right out of the pages before it happened. They refuse to worship God. Now, the, the purpose, the principle of first is all through the book of Daniel, from beginning to end of Daniel's life. Now, where did Daniel learn these biblical principles? I already told you. Obviously, from godly parents. So if you're a parent or a grandparent tonight, I want to challenge you with this. The priority of passing on a good biblical foundation to our children and grandchildren. See, you know, Linda and I obviously are grandparents now. And, and we've moved past, we still pray for our kids, obviously, but we now can pray for our grandkids. You know, there's many people, I was talking to somebody recently, and they came to the Lord because their grandma was the only one that was a believer, prayed for them all their life. Amen. So let me encourage you as a parent. Let me go through some things because not in a negative way, but we're so easy, all of us, squeezed into the way of the world. How are you doing, parents, tonight as a role model for your students? If they look at your life, of course not perfect, none of us, but, but do they see that priority in your life, practically, not from a lesson, not from a devotion, not sit down and let's talk. Do they actually see that priority of living a life that puts God's first? Understand what Daniel is now. He's all alone. He's separated from his parents. But God has not left him. God is with him. Now, why, why this compromise? There is... No compromise in Daniel. He's not giving in to peer pressure. He simply made his mind up. I will do the right thing. You know, I'm a very simple guy. And my whole goal, sometimes I don't reach it, is when I've had this complicated whatever, and I'm kind of wanting to go over there, I've learned, not perfectly, but pretty well, just do the right thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now, he, he learned everything at home, but he's not home. He's not in the temple. Can we survive? Yes, we can. Because he has a relationship with God, and he knew the word of God. Now, look, go back, if you will, to Daniel 1.9. Now, what happens? Here's this stand. Now, God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. Who caused this, this, this official to say, okay, I'll, I'll go with it. Who caused it? God. God is influencing who? Pagans. Nothing impossible with God. Now, 
Understand, when we put God first, very often he just blesses our obedience. He says, you're going to put me first? Watch what happens. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, the principle of first. Say to him right now, the principle of first. Pastor Mark, I want to be blessed. Hello. Put God first. That's the way it works. It can't be that simple. It is that simple. Now, verse 10. But the official told Daniel, I'm afraid my, my Lord, the king, who has assigned your food and drink, uh, why should he see you looking worse, like me, than the other young men your age? The king would have my head because you, he says, wait a minute. If I let you do that and you come out looking bad, I'm done. Why should I take a risk like that? And then Daniel says to the guard who worked for the chief official, he kind of goes to him, and it pointed him over Daniel and, and the three guys. He says, look at verse 12. Please. No picketing, no pressure. Please, test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Basically a vegetarian diet. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food. These guys are gorging out on, you know, chocolate cheesecake and everything. And they're eating, you know, uh, veggie burgers or whatever on the sideline. And then compare our appearance with that of young men who eat the raw food and treat your servants according to what you see. Next thing you want to write is this. Taking a stand for God is contagious. At this point, who's made the stand? One person. Who is it? Daniel. What's going to happen? The other three boys are coming alongside. You see, somebody has to stand up and stand up for God. And that's when people notice. Daniel did this. He was anointed by God. He purposed in his heart. He was the first one to step up and say, look, I'm going to do the right thing. And as soon as he did, these three friends joined him with their bold obedience to God. And you'll see that all the way through the book of Daniel. All four were trusting God to come through for them. Now, what are they defeating? This is huge. By obeying God, they will defeat peer pressure. Write it down and fear pressure. Well, God, what if we do this? What are those people going to think of us? And all of these kind of things. Think about, think of all the excuses they could have used. We're here alone. Nobody knows. What's the big deal? Whatever. No, no. They understood peer pressure would squeeze them to do things they don't want to do. Fear pressure. Well, what happens if we make this stand? They defeated that. I want to speak to you students, your junior high, your high school and college students. The soon as you get into those ages, sometimes even earlier, many people through these two things, peer pressure and fear pressure, will try to get you to compromise and not take a stand for what you know is right. But if you don't purpose in your heart ahead of time, you will fail. We see it all over the place. Kids are raising godly things, godly schools, homeschool, our schools, all kind of stuff, whatever. The minute they head out into the wild, parties, drunken, pregnant, drugs. How in the world did that happen? They never took what mom and dad had and put it purposely in their heart. Let me tell you, junior high, senior high, college, careful. It's been repeated since this day and it continues to repeat today. You have to take a personal stand yourself. There is no God in heaven 
that will leave you if you'll stand for him. Do it right. Your parents will not be there. Your local church will not be there. But God is there. Now, so he agreed, verse 14, to this and tested them for 10 days. So what do you see again? The favor of God. He agrees. That's okay. Let's give it a shot. Verse 15. At the, ten, at the end of 10 days, they look healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. How can that happen? We'll all be vegetarians starting tonight. I've been one long enough. Forget it. Okay. Uh, how did that happen? There's nothing impossible with God. They took the stance, the food that they would eat, it wasn't about vegetarian, it's just not offered idols and all that kind of stuff. They understood that. See, when we trust God by obeying, God allows us to pass the test of life. But you have to obey. Now look at verse 16. So the guard took away the choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. How long did they eat vegetables? Three years, probably more. This wasn't a 10-day test, guys. This isn't like, uh, you know, prayer culture for 10 days. This is three years. They just kept going and going. Now look at verse 17. To these four young men, who? God gave what? Knowledge, understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. See, notice that Daniel and his friends... They didn't refuse to be educated. They're going to study. They're going to do the right thing. They dedicated and disciplined themselves to learn all they could about the new culture. Why? They wanted to make God look good. They knew they had, Ecclesiastes 9.10 says this, and we've moved so far away from this as a culture, I'm just ashamed of myself and our nation. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. In other words, do it with excellence. We've moved away from it. Well, just kind of do it however you get by. That doesn't please God. We strive to do things with excellence. You watch pastors do things with excellence. You watch our staff try to do things with excellence. Let, let's not just be mediocre. Let's do things with excellence. Let's put God first and make him look good. Now, learning to function in our world is a very wise thing. Well, Pastor Mark, I don't want to be compromising things in the world. Really? How are you going to make a living? You going to be able to do your taxes? Probably not, because you're not going to make enough money to do your taxes. See, you have, to, you have to understand, being wise in this world is not a wrong thing at all. They were studying. As long as we don't compromise our biblical principles. I've always found this, because I said, I told you, I'm a very simple person. I'm not a wise person at all. I need wisdom all the time from God. So do you, by the way. And the Bible says this in James, if I need wisdom to ask. So these four put God first. And what does he give them? Skill and wisdom. Now, when you think of that, Daniel also got gifted since he took the first step with a supernatural ability to understand Initially, in the first part, six, uh, for one to six, all visions and dreams of other people. He went and did it all in the interpreting. God gave it to him. He, he didn't know it. He had to go to God. But then when we get to chapter seven to 10, he'll reveal, God will reveal his own visions to Daniel. 
not about others, but about our end times. Many of these things, Daniel had the vision, but he couldn't explain it because he didn't understand where we are. And that's how you, you, you move in generation and head right into the book of Revelation. So you don't want to definitely miss those last five chapters. Now look at verse 18. At the end, at the end of what? Three years. Of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. Think you'd have been nervous in front of the king after three years? Yeah, like kind of like an oral kind of quiz. The king talked with them. And he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding, watch the king question him. He found them, tell me, 10 times better than all the other magicians and chanters in his whole kingdom. Who set the bell curve? Yes. They hated these guys. You'll see that later. They rose to the top. How did that happen? The favor of God. The favor. When you put God first, his favor will shine upon you. Even those of these four were immersed. This is a huge key. For three years, I don't know how long the classes were or whatever, but I'm sure very rigorous. For three years, they studied the culture, all of that kind of stuff where, where Nebuchadnezzar and Satan are trying to squeeze them into the DNA of opposite of Yahweh. But look at this. This is huge. They were living in Babylon, but Babylon was not in them. Well, Pastor Mark, I just, as a Christian, I just kind of like to hibernate and get out of here and just stay by myself because the world is too funky, whatever. No, 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 no. Jesus said in John 17, I will not ask you to take them out of the world, but you keep them while they're in the world. See, we have to be light and salt to a dark world. Look at verse 21. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. During Daniel's long life in captivity, most people think he never went back to Israel. He had the opportunity to influence four different world kingdoms, four different kings. And of course, many people on the side that were involved in those kingdoms. He took a bold stand for God. And when we end the book, we don't know exactly, but Daniel's probably in his 80s. You know what he's doing? He's making God look good. I want you to write this tonight, my closing statement to you. Taking a stand and obeying God, it's not a one-time deal. It's a lifestyle. Daniel lived his whole life putting God first. Your will on earth as it is in heaven. When we trust God by obeying, God allows us to pass the tests of life. Today, we were encouraged by Pastor Mark to choose obedience towards God and His Word over fitting in with the world. This isn't easy, but the Lord promises to bless those who submit to Him. Taking a stand and obeying God is not an event, but a lifestyle. Do your actions today reflect a lifestyle that is radically devoted towards obedience to Christ? Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Everyone is interested in the future, but how do we know and prepare for the future? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach listeners that while no human can see the future, we can rest in the fact that God knows all of the future. As a Christ follower, you can be glad that the one true God lives inside you and He guides you. You should live according to truth given to you by God and not your own speculation. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Daniel. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Here